Hey, hey, welcome to Web3 Weekly with your host, Blockstar Technology. Let's go. Uh, my name is Kosi, and um, we are starting our uh, weekly uh, podcast. So today we are going to talk about the Ethereum merge. And um, so, my, as I said, my name is Kosi. Hi, I'm Craig. Hey, I'm Charlie. And I'm Maureen. And I would also like to introduce uh, uh, Mohammed, um, who's our special guest, who's um, look, who looks after um, our smart contracts and come with an awesome background. So I will let uh, Mohammed give us a quick uh, rundown about his background. Off to you, Mohammed. Hello, everyone. And my name is Mohammed. Uh, I'll be. Actually, working in the space since 2017 when I started working on my PhD, and then uh, I was working in security algorithms in my PhD, and then uh, after that, after one year, one year of working, I got into the crypto space, working on blockchain stuff and using the blockchain technology to provide more security for actually IoT devices. After my PhD, I started working as a postdoc researcher in a uh, smart transportation center where I uh, applied the blockchain technology into a different concept, the smart transportations and uh, all of this stuff. And then I uh, joined Blockstars like on 18th of June 2021 Wow! and since then I've been working on NFT projects and different you know blockchain related stuff yeah awesome I'm excited to be with you today guys thank you Mohammed. um and um all right let's get let's dive into it right so um ethereum merge everyone's talking about it I think, um, you know, it's, it's only fair uh, that uh, we talk about it as well for our uh, user base, uh, given that uh, there is, there's a, I would say that's like the biggest thing after sliced bread, maybe, I don't know. I like, you know, it just came out. I didn't even think about it. But uh, <laughs> um, given, uh, given we are already in this space, I think it's good to uh, talk about not too much about the to deep dive into the technology itself because I want this to be a educational or even even informational type of um, podcast so that uh, we are technical people we can deep dive into technical uh, but I think I would like to explain to the general public uh, like especially general public it's like the mom and pops and businesses what this means to them like the inst- institutional uh, people because um, the technical people, we are already in it, right? So, yeah. and we already know what, what it is. But I would like to explain, um, I, I would like to take this uh, conversation um, and the discussions down the path of what does this mean uh, to, I don't know, banks or stock brokerage or supply chain or art or health, any of those as well. So. Um, so, you know, think when we are discussing, just uh, please be mindful of our um, our user base who we are targeting. So I would say, like, let's ask, you know, let's be controversial. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer because we are, we don't know what is, you know, what's going to happen. We now, no one knows, right? All, all we can do is at the moment, we can see the benefits. We can see uh, the benefits or the pros and cons either, either side. Um, I would like to discuss that and add value to our end users it's not about okay let's all go down the ethereum it might or it might not whatever it is i would like all, all of us to have a good discussion and take this uh, make this informational and still valid after 10 years so mm-hmm. all righty mm-hmm. so on that note uh Muhammad, if i ask the question what is the merge if you can explain to give us a bit of a rundown on what is the merge Mm-hmm. Yeah. So merge. Let's say. <clears throat> so actually, technically, it relates to the consensus algorithm that we are using in a blockchain network. But let's example, if I let's say we're having a car moving at full 
paid uh, full uh, at its full pace, like a hundred kilometers per hour, maybe. Yes. And I want that, and we want to change a uh, uh, fossil fuel based engine with an electric one which brings us kind of 99.95% energy efficiency compared to previous engine. And not also this, uh, not only this one, but also we want, uh, we even do not want the passengers or drivers uh, to be aware of this process, not only stopping the car, but also they, they should, it's, everything should be the same. Everyone should do their normal job and then, all of a sudden, we want to change the engine. While, while, while we are driving, while we are driving, while we are driving, exactly. with, with passengers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we want to make sure that they're still safe. That's how big it is. So actually, right now, is uh, the consensus algorithm in the uh, Ethereum network is uh, called a proof of work, which uh, which includes a lot of you know uh, computational power is kind of solving a puzzle uh, to put your blockchain between very big miners. Yes. And then uh, it is the, the uh, we want actually when we say merge, we're merging to a new consensus algorithm in the miner levels, which is called proof of stake and. There would be validators. It's a very, you know, uh, very innovative way of uh, handling this decentralized network and uh, having consensus in this network, actually. Cool. Maureen, what do you have to add to uh, this? I don't want to throw us all off topic so soon, but I love that you mentioned um, adding to the decentralized network. I think um, definitely the main changes between proof of work to proof of stake. Do you have a question? Because I think I will derail what, um, I, what I want to say. <laughs> sorry. I, I guess just to touch on what you said where it was proof of work yes. that consumes a lot of energy. Mm. I think people, it's, it's interesting for people or it's good for people to understand. It's not just the energy required for the computational power to complete that puzzle but it's actually a race currently. Mm -hmm. So if you had a hundred computers all racing to try and get the answer to something first, and you're then changing to a consensus mechanism that, for example, chooses one to do it and have others validate, then it's not just, you've not limited the power that's required, not only just limited the power that's required for that one computer, but you've stopped the other 99 doing it. And that's why it's such a big reduction yeah. in, in the power consumption that's needed and, and why this is a really good thing mm. for, for not only blockchain, but for the planet. And I believe they pick randomly through those whoever's staking, uh, who's running yeah. a validator node and yeah. after the Ethereum merge, so it'll be randomly picked. Yeah, yeah I think it's 32 validators maybe. You no. need 32 so Ethereum, Ethereum to become also 32 individual validators as well. Oh, I'm talking about validating <clears throat> the actual, once they've chosen one to, to validate, to, to, to do the work, there are then 32 that need to validate. So does yeah. that not then shift into <coughs> the rich getting richer or am I missing the point? Because they want Ethereum to go, I heard a debate, that's why I'm bringing it up. They want Ethereum to go to say 10,000 which means to have 32 Ethereum. You're thinking about someone that has $320,000 sitting there on the computer ready to validate, so not taking it off. So is that, am I misunderstanding it? That's how I understood it. So doesn't it really limit the... There's certainly a barrier to entry. Yeah, I understand what you mean, but then someone could have got those 32 Ethereum for 3200 in 2019 when Ethereum dropped to $80. And you're also going to see staking pools emerge. Like at the moment, yes. one of the main ones I've seen is Lido Dow, yep. where you don't, need a, you don't need to have 32 Ethereum. You can have one Ethereum, half Ethereum, 0 0.2. Ethereum, and you can join that into a yeah. a pool to become your own validator node within that system. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a good point you just mentioned, uh, Lido, um, finance guys. Now, when you talk about being decentralized, yes. Maureen, talk about I'm it. dying to yeah. say this because I, um, at first, I looked at the Ethereum merge because as a response to the ESG, ECG, whatever, yes. to, to reduce um, yes. power consumption and all of that. But in reality, in my opinion and after my reading, I think that there's huge risk that going across to point of stake is actually going to give the power. We're, we're going to risk getting centralized here because the main the main um, pool and stakeholders, it's 67% of them are held by 11 US regulated companies. So that means you're putting essentially regulation in US regulated companies and we all saw what happened to Tornado Cash. Yeah. So I'm, my mind is blown. I'm actually, yeah. I understand the payoff for um, hmm. power consumption, but this is basically going to turn Ethereum into another CPT coin. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a really good point because like, people who own the majority of Ethereum is like Binance, Coinbase, yeah. Leader Cash and Kraken. Yeah, yes. Now, and they're all US regulated. And then, you know, given that how uh, US, like with the... But yeah. in saying that, are they holding those tokens on behalf of their users? It doesn't, matter. It doesn't matter. It's front end. It's front end, it's right? Front so end. what happens with that is now with that Tornado Cash, now the US government uh, bringing sanctions oh. against the court, what means is now if they want to operate in the US, they had to add it to the US yeah. law. And given like what, you know, people like uh, DXDY and uh, Uniswap, where they would control from the front end and we have um, Alchemy and then um, who, Infura. Infura, yeah. and they're doing from the, you know, uh, RPC yeah, the level, level. At the yeah. and then you got the, the, what do you call the ETA scan, so then they're looking mm -hmm. at, the, the, at the very execution level. So, so there's a lot of going to be censored, centralized. Yeah, especially after we've seen what has happened in the past couple of years with censorship alone. Yes. So if you're looking at companies, if they, they go across to this, they're at the mercy of US regulations. Yeah. Mm. So it's basically, it's gone down the road of centralization. And it's not even, you know, I think they won't see the effects straight away, but it will definitely, you will see without a, well, I can't say without a doubt, but <laughs> I would assume, this is not legal advice or financial <laughs> advice, let's get, that, let's get that off the table, that within the next year or two, you'll see the effects of this, um, of giving the power of consensus and block function to US companies, US regulation. Uh, yeah. I know many years ago, um, there was some clampdown on exchanges, crypto exchanges. Mm. And what happened is there was countries that were clamping down on them. And because we're in a global market, it just matters where that business is registered. So a lot of businesses moved to Malta that had very crypto friendly. Yeah. They just closed down shop, went to Malta, still serviced everybody that they usually were serviced, so but they weren't held under that jurisdiction's yeah. But that being said, are we assuming, because I, I got some numbers before this because I thought I'd dig a little deeper and I'm a numbers person. Um, so 67% of the 67%, and that's not a made-up yep. statistic, of staking <laughs> threshold is um, shared against 11 regulated providers. Lido, which you mentioned, is the largest share of the Beacon depositor, depository at 31.6% followed by Coinbase, Kraken, and Binance at 28.6%. Are we assuming suddenly that these companies are going to up and move to avoid this? Obviously, There's a big difference between mining pools and staking pools. They have very different functions and the outcomes are very different. I think there's a lot of confusion on the street regarding, you know, people are looking at pie charts and getting confused what the outcome can actually be. I think as mm. to whether they would move or not would uh, purely come down to the dollar amount, whether it was it, in their best interest or not. I see this as, mm. personally, I, I see this as something that's going to 
play out being very regulated and controlled and now the whole crypto future in terms of regulations we've seen some very harsh regulations come out like tornado cash the um lead developer was arrested Mm. so what's that gonna what message is that sending that's still in court at the moment he's been arrested but it hasn't played but, out and being finalized on i know mm-hmm. but this is the first time <laughs> yeah so i mean like look, we can talk about it you know like quite deep but so if we just uh come right back <laughs> i mean that's something that we had to you know we still don't know what is the right or wrong answer but we just want to talk about it you know so that people are aware of it you know yeah. it doesn't mean that it will you know i don't know you know that's that's more insights on financial advice <laughs> so we're not saying the market will crash you know ethereum mm. that's done and dusted but as always, market is the market. It's right. We know we, you know, it, it does its own thing. It will and, I, and I'd just like to add to that: if that ever does happen, there's also the situations of just hard forking off that and redistributing yes. those funds to the other percent that aren't regulated in America. So there's hmm. different ways that the blockchain is adaptive and can move on. Yeah, I mean that's the things like you know who. Um, okay, let, let's. Um, uh, walk through so that we can um, ask Muhammad some really cool <laughs> questions. <laughs> Sorry, so, um, <laughs> I knew not to ask me a big a question at the start. There. <laughs> so, um, Muhammad, that you mentioned, so that we had the the beacon chain that was started in 2020, and parallel to the mainnet uh, for such a long time. And um, so, um, so far, what it has been doing is. Um, so what is the what is the process? So uh, at this time, uh, you know the beacon uh, chain has been just keeping the account balances while the 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 current the main has been uh, keeping track of the transaction, the execution layer, the transaction, layer, and and then the account balances, all of it. So with the um, with the uh, merge happening, um, you know, sort of you know imminent. Um, so how? What is going to happen at the merge at that point? You know, is the main net going to join the uh, beacon chain or the beacon chain is going to join the main net? What, what's, what does it have going on? Kazi, should we just sum up for our viewers the, I know you said hmm. the main chain and the beacon chain, but as we I think that's a good them, question. The main chain is the proof of work chain using yes. hardware to mine that it has for many years. The beacon chain has been running as the proof of stake mechanism that we're about to join That's together and from there we'll give it to yeah. Muhammad. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So as you guys said, in, in right now, we are having an execution layer, actually, and a consensus layer. Yeah. So the consensus layer is the beacon chain that you mentioned that is working based on uh, proof of base consensus algorithm, proof of stake consensus algorithm. And the historic mainnet or execution layer is still work, uh, running based on uh, proof of work. So what we expect post emerge is that uh, <clears throat> this execution layer or the storage mainnet layer would be would merge into the beacon chain or a consensus algorithm or the consensus layer, which means that everything in the network would be coordinated and controlled by proof of stake on the beacon chain. So we're merging from our execution layer to the consensus layer. So that's that's what we actually call merge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah. when is this all happening? What is the day? Yeah. I'm not good at day. Like, oh, does it? I just know that it is the near future. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think it's really cool because there's a countdown on Google, a countdown timer, and it's the merge is represented with two bears that are slowly coming together. And once the, the merge is... The polar bear yeah, and the... The polar bear yeah. and the bear. And then once they come together, they're yeah. going to make a panda. So even <laughs> even Google, the world's biggest search engine, is getting behind the... Um, Ethereum merge, which is kind of cool. And that countdown is actually a little dynamic because it's not specifically set for a date and or time. That's right. What is it based on, Craig? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's based on a particular block number at That's which right. point they're going to yeah. implement the, the TTD and 
That's right. Oh, you put a word uh, out there. I think so. now uh, let's let's talk about the TTD. So yeah, that's right. That's right. So as um as Craig mentioned, if there's a there's a block, the epoch is been set, um, and that information got released in August, early early part of the August. I think so. Came yeah. up with the okay. These are the uh, the variables. So the variables were set, and um, and then uh, we had this. I believe sixth of this month uh, happened. The first. um you know action was taken to um you know for the merge so now uh, that was the first action so now that's what makes the now merge uh, to go ahead you yeah. know so you mentioned ttd yes what is ttd let's talk about ttd it's terminal total difficulty all right what does it all mean it's the amount of work that's required yeah to solve the puzzle that we're talking about when we refer to miners mm-hmm. okay so that's actually an amount that can be varied okay so obviously to be ridiculously difficult when you all that work and you're just starting yes and it can increase and increase and increase of course but effectively what they've done is when we get to that particular block number at the epoch yes. we mentioned is that that ttd is going to get exponentially harder to the point where it's no longer financially viable to mine yes. ethereum yeah on the current mainnet and you're better off going to the proof of stake proof of stake so, they're so it's to it was, it's encouraging and you could st- if, if you want to sit there <laughs> and mine and pay for power and lose money hand over fist i'm sure that you're allowed to <laughs> but whether that's in your best interest or not is completely different yeah. so oh but, but but that's how they're encouraging people to yeah, yeah. i mean that that's a that's a you know that's exactly i mean like you know i saw on our uh, twitter page uh, the meme um about you know comparing the eat uh, the acid the machines to yellow pages mm. uh because we're going to have end up with quite a few yellow pages um and i'm pretty sure that you know people will use that for for a good reason um otherwise it's going to create so much of uh waste yeah. industrial waste that would not be used anywhere else after that so um all right so the merge i think at this stage i believe the merge is set to be tomorrow afternoon right uh, around about 1 so it's on which countdown time you look at but our afternoon like yes, start yes. about say 2 p.m. did actually look but yeah i think yeah well, it might actually Ish. be a little later than that now hmm it might be a little later than that it might be out tomorrow night out on not tomorrow oh evening. yeah tomorrow afternoon so tomorrow afternoon tomorrow yeah yeah, yeah. 4 p.m. yep is it 4 p.m. so it was at 2 p.m. yesterday it's 4 p.m. that's our set now it's not an exact set time it depends on it the depends on the block. when that block gets created yeah. that's an estimate based on what it's currently doing yeah so we'll charlie i think that on the big screen tomorrow guys yeah, yeah. i think yeah let us put it on the big screen and uh, i think we should have a merger celebration ourselves Sure. I think um let, let's uh what what do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see like um more is thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good good good. So fusion food. Yeah, fusion exactly. Yeah. Fusion food, right? I think that's that's the best way to celebrate it with like completely two different food, you know. Yeah. Um so it's really cool you know all this stuff going and one of the things that you mentioned uh mohammed earlier is that you said like i mean as an example think of a car you know engine being changed while it's driving with passengers on board and making sure it does not crash or you know or even slow down even slow down for that matter right now if So am I are we expecting a an email from the Ethereum company Ethereum support Ethereum support <laughs> saying there going to be a downtime or how does it work would there would there be a downtime in your what do you think oh uh, um ideally there shouldn't be any downtime or because it's been planned to be you know to have a very smooth transition and but let's see i don't think that there would be a downtime hmm. right 
because yeah, technically they have planned for this one for a while, and, and when I say why, it really means while <laughs> since 2018, people were talking about this transition. And each time they said that okay, it's not it's not ready yet, and then next year, next year, and finally we are in 2022, and I think that everything is now ready hmm. to get managed. Okay. I, I remember the Mems. I remember the Mems Muhammad of Vitalik looking like a grandpa going. Eve two will come next year. <laughs> I mean, like saying that it's a big financial platform, right? I mean, like we can always have fun. I mean, we always, I don't know, uh, probably Maureen as well as you know, being coders somewhat we have been dabbling in coding and we know when something is ready like you know and this is like you know when people say oh let's go live let's go live but when things does not work um no one's going to take responsibility they're going to still, still point the fingers at people right so and i i completely have empathy towards the developers the the yeah. ethereum uh, foundation and mm. what they are doing is is great we just have to have patience right Absolutely. um because it's not going to you know uh, disappear and and one of the thing um cool and i just want to um and just yeah. on that because it is not easy running a decentralized network isn't it <laughs> right don't know who everyone is you don't well, have an email address to yes you just have a couple of Twitter profiles and hope they listen. <laughs> Having your own wallet, you always said it. So it's not easy being in your own bank. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being that, you know, a million times over. That's yes. what we're talking about here. Yeah. yeah. No, it's that, that's 100%. 100%. Um, so the biggest question, um, so we talk about downtime and, you know, as you said, like, you know, because they have been testing on this, like, you know, like, um, Rob Steen, I think they recently uh, merged with the, the Gorelli. I think that's the last um, test network and it went, you know, so far so good, but there's nothing like going live. Yeah. We know how it is the day before we go live, right? Uh, so, it's as um, exciting and as nervous as you get, both emotion at the same time, right? Um, so, let's fingers crossed and it will all work out well. Well, I'm hoping that the experience is more like being on a train that's just switching from one track to the yes, next. Yes, to the next the track. The passengers are also there. It doesn't need to slow down. Yeah. It just sort of keeps going. Hmm. But provided somebody remember to throw that switch. Yeah, they're going to go on the same. Yeah. 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 So. And if it does, buy the dip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. No financial advice. <laughs> no financial advice. <laughs> so, um, so talking about this, um let's go it's the biggest thing so one of the reasons that i'll I say one of the benefits that uh, people are talking about by going to proof of stake the biggest thing for the consumer i would say this immediate impact is the gas fees right so today if i'm paying like i don't know I love NFTs. There's, no, there's you know it's not a secret right no it's not <laughs> and uh, i'm I'm pretty sure there's someone out there getting rich on my gas fees, right? Um, and so am I expecting to pay less gas fees, Mohammed? Uh, okay, so th this is a misunderstanding to me. I think that the gas fee, you know, probably not. Yeah. Probably Sorry, all right. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> gas fee. When we were talking about gas fee, gas fee depends on the complexity of the code or complexity of the transaction you want to have on a network. So when you want to send some native token to someone else, it would be kind of 21K, very pretty, you know, simple transaction. When you want to introduce the whole DAO or the whole organization into the network and then deploy it on the Ethereum, it would be tens you know tens of millions of gas fee involved because it's a complex logic you want to introduce mm -hmm. into the network so you should expect that this consensus algorithm or changing the consensus algorithm would affect the gas fee uh, or the usage of gas fee but what we expect is that uh because and i want to mentioned these things, I think that it's important to notice that, uh, first of all, because it's going to be 
dream, a real dream network in terms of, you know, carbon footprint and all of this stuff, then it would open up a gate to lots of institutions. So we would see more and more institutions that are avoided, you know, joining the community before that. Uh, because of the energy consumption, because of the environmental problems and, you know, uh, their, their policies, uh, we have seen them that they couldn't join or they couldn't get on board into the Ethereum network, but now it opens up this uh, gate and allows them to uh, actually join us. And then it comes with its, you know, uh, let's say, benefits in terms of security of the network. And it makes the network more secure and more participants involved in the network. I know that, Maureen, you, you may not agree with me, <laughs> but it, it also, because the next step after the match would be this surgical. So we would have more techniques coming after this match. Sharding technique. We can't have it right now because we are using proof of work. Yeah. If you want to securely use the sharding, you should have proof of stake. Mm -hmm. If you use sharding in your network, then you can effectively uh, decrease the congestion level in the network, and then finally it means that transactions yeah. would be cheaper. So it would affect the cost. Because right now, the problem is not gas to me. The problem is most of the time is congestions in the network. So when you have the congestion in the network, too many users wants to put their you know transaction into the blocks. Yes. You should pay more and more to the miners. If you can solve these issues, then there would be you know definitely decrease in the cost of transactions. But gas fees, no. <laughs> No. Mohammed, could you just quickly explain for anyone listening what sharding actually is? Uh, yeah, so sharding is uh, or when by sharding we means that the splitting network data into smaller chunks. So we're having them, we're splitting them into different shards. At first, these shards would be only you know gathering all of the transaction and put them through into the mainnet, but eventually each of these shards would be independent blockchain. And then we would have effective, you know, cross-shard communication, which effectively and optimally uh, control the whole network in terms of transactions. And we're aiming after the roadmap uh, is complete, right now, uh, the Ethereum network would, is processing kind of about 15 transactions per second. But after the sharding and everything, after this merge and sharding and everything is complete on the, road, uh, on the roadmap, we expect it to be 100,000 transactions per second, which is a huge, huge, huge difference. And when you can handle this, this number of you know this number of you know transactions on the network, it means that it would effectively decrease the costs of transactions. I think it's important to note, just in, in the simplest yeah. terms, at the moment the miners are rewarded hmm. for doing that work. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Hence, that's the gas fees. That's of course, the gas fees go, running. Right? Someone uh, would be buying running. hardware. For, well, for doing all that. electricity. When we go to proof of stake, even though who it is that's doing that work is now randomly chosen, they're still performing that work. Yes. You don't stake the thirty-two ETH to become, you know, a node yeah. like that hmm. for no reward. So hence gas fees are still required, so it's not going to eliminate them. Yes. And because they're still doing the same amount of work, hmm. the gas fees are the same. As Mohammed mentioned, the yeah. gas fees will come down when we get when we get to that the uh, further down the track. So um, so I believe then in that case uh, we'll get uh, I'll start paying less gas fees maybe some point of mid twenty twenty three. 
Oh, well, it depends how long. Like, how long did this merge take? <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> I've just got a question, question on that one, Muhammad. So you said the saving of energy. So Ethereum would use less energy than the World Banking System after the merge. Oh, doesn't have to be too precise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say yes. Just a, <laughs> a crypto bro question. <laughs> I mean, that's a really good point. More inefficient, but but uh, no, I, I, I don't know that. Would it be like this or not? The only thing that we can say for sure is that compared to the current state, it would be ninety nine percent, you know, uh, decrease in the uh, energy consumption. Yeah, but awesome. compared to the banking system, no idea. They've got to run a lot of lights and print a lot of paper, man. <laughs> Doesn't that also depend on how many participants you then have in this network? Um, well, I think... Uh, or are you referring to validators only? Yes, validators. Well, not yeah. the entire network. No, not yeah. the entire I think network. even with the entire network, still it'd be a lot far less. Again, like, you know, we spoke about earlier, just on touch base while you're on in this subject that, you know, uh, being centralized and, you know, again, like once you said, the only reason why there should be the centralization is that people are going to start, they could manipulate what goes in there. They can be the bad, bad actors, but I would like to sort of put it out there like, you know, um, obviously if they do anything bad, they get penalized very harshly because now you're putting your own you know, funds in there, locking your funds yeah, in there. So it's like, it's a, it's a really good algorithm already built in to handle those, um, you know, the social and, you know, there's a quite bad a few. Actors. Yeah, exactly. Bad so, actors. There are penalties for them. And I think that's, I mean, it's not a huge concern because I don't think it's going to be a big thing. Yes. I think the censorship as far as that mm. centralization is a bigger issue yeah. Yeah. than anybody trying to do anything untoward. Untoward, yeah. yeah. No. That's exactly it. So, um, so if we, I just want to talk about going green, right? So we spoke about the immediate impact is the gas fees, and I would say the long-term benefit for the future of the the Ethereum platform or for the the blockchain as a whole is about uh, going green. And then you know, uh, Mohammed, you mentioned the uh, you put a number out there saying ninety-nine and. I've seen some numbers like 99.95 and mm. um, all those. So we can see that the energy consumption um, goes down. And I just want to, you know, just ask, you know, everyone um, in this um, shall I call it panel, <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on, on Shiba Inu? <laughs> <sighs> we'll I don't know. We'll start with Craig. Yes, Craig. What am um, I thought? I, let's I, go by the like the, the most holding person, the least holding person. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Craig. Say I, the science. I don't. I, I don't have thought. I, I don't have thoughts. I have hopes. You have hopes. Okay. I have hopes. You know. Let's talk about like it. Said, now. And I haven't even counted, but I just generally say that it, it only needs to rally fifty decimal places. Yes. And I'll be right. <laughs> so I'm. Ship to a dollar. That's all I can say. <laughs> so, ship, ship to a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like what I'm saying is like, you know, there are so many other uh, currencies. Say, for example, if you talk about the L2, right, um, you know, uh, chains as well. So what what would the impact be on those uh, L2 uh, solutions uh, once it goes to POS? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Proof of uh, stake. Proof of stake. Yeah. I don't know whether it'll impact the price, but just while we're back on that same topic, yes. what's a SHIB worth? Like, if I had to display it, it's about that much, right? Yeah. You know, if, if the dollar was here, you'd ship somewhere around. Yeah, but there are like billions of them. Yeah, I know there is, but it still costs, hmm. you know, gas fees and computing power, even just to move these around with very, very little value. Hmm. So by reducing the amount of computing power required and therefore carbon footprint. Yes. But it'd be like using 16 road trains to move a box of matches at yeah. the moment is probably the comparison I would mm -hmm. make to that. Yeah. It's Makes a little sense. bit of overkill. Yeah. Yeah. I can see Ethereum becoming the security settlement layer mm -hmm. where I think if you've got something 
and I won't go too deep into it. Yes. I'll be here for hours, but the triple halvening, I've spoken to you. I think I definitely would like to touch. I got a, a, a question here to talk about triple halvening because I think that's super important to talk about because then it goes like a, like I don't know about the deflationary, what is deflationary, what is inflationary, uh, yeah. because that's a. So with the triple halvening of the price of it, we talk about it now or? Uh, I think let's circle back after this we'll point circle here. Back. Yeah. Yes. Um, triple halvening, say with that, Ethereum price goes up and it's deflationary there's a whole heap locked away and staked there's a bunch getting burnt um and then it's real expensive like usd value if you go and buy e for usd now and that values 20 50 times as much now i can see the layer twos gaining yes. that traction as mm -hmm. layer twos emerging and ethereum just being that settlement security layer yes. where the actual layer two pools are communicating mm -hmm. and having to buy ethereum to bulk their transactions together and settle them. Yeah. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. No one knows, but. Mm. Um, no one knows. I think yeah, this is the all game speculation, theory, guys. It's all yeah. speculation. But the just... game theory there yes. is quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. Tell us a bit about the game theory. Or I think we'll keep it for another, another session, game oh, theory, okay, because okay. it's a whole different subject. <laughs> um, what I would like to talk about, um, my, my next uh, point that I got here is about the triple halvening. So Charlie, I'll ask the question, what is triple halvening? So triple halvening um, is something going around in the ecosystem crypto universe through the crypto bros, where um, not many people have known, but Ethereum never had a max supply. So it just keeps getting mined, keeps getting produced. Yes. With the merge, there's actually a burn function in there. Mm -hmm. right? Off the top of my head, I believe it's the 1159. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, 1559. 1559, yeah, there's a lot of numbers there. Um, and what happens is on each transaction, a percentage of that fee paid gets burnt out of existence. Mm -hmm. So say you've got, I wish I had a whiteboard up there, but say you've got 100 Ethereum and let's say 50 of those get put into staking for validator nodes. Yes. So if you think of it like stocks or shares, so there's 50 mm -hmm. taken out validating the system. Yeah. So you've now only got 15 there to purchase on with liquidity and buy from exchanges, whatever you want to do. Yes. And then in that 50, um, a percentage of that on each trans day, I believe on the last mm -hmm. study I'd done a few months ago, it was there was over 50 million US dollars that had been burnt, mm -hmm. that had been sent into burn. And um, so that's, you've got 50 taken out, you're now getting out of the 50 you've got left, you're getting that burnt for every transaction. And then there's one, two. And then for the third one is now people don't need to spend money on mining equipment or electricity. Yes. So that money can then go into buying the actual Ethereum tokens themselves mm -hmm. so they can go switch those into validator nodes or hodl them yep. or do whatever they want with mm. them. And then there's the three big changes coming into the Ethereum merge and surrounding the triple halvening that people have been okay. talking about quite a bit. Sure. What is your take on that? Yeah. Point? Mm, yep, so mm, actually the other uh, effect of this match would be completing this EIP 1559. So mm. we had it like last year, August, the, this kind of deflationary program for uh, making the, the native coin of Ethereum valuable because there's no cap like uh, Bitcoin there. So another effect of this uh, match would be, it would uh, decrease the gross inflation of Ethereum, which currently stands at 4% or something to 0.5%. Yeah. So I yeah. think that is another, you know, considerable effects in mm. another, you know, deflationary program for That's the right. yeah. main Ethereum network. And the effects on the uh, layer two networks, I think that because the security is actually very, very important, as I said, that we are have limitations of using too many, you know, techniques right now in because of this consensus algorithm. When we solve this issue, it would, you know, it would open up a huge opportunity of using different techniques. Uh, 
yes. uh, to make the uh, network more and more secure. Then, so it's, it's been estimated that when you uh, uh, transfer from a proof of work to proof of stay consensus algorithm, it makes it 10 to 20 times harder for, for attackers to hack the system which means that definitely we will have a more secure network then. And this is the, one of the main concerns of all of these dApps, layer twos, and all of this stuff. So it would considerably help them mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, pick the fruits. And this is, this is what uh, would be provided for them. Mm -hmm. Cool in the network and yeah more and more you know yeah uh, adoption okay so yeah um okay let's stick with the word adoption right um touch base earlier with regards to uh the whole merge we are bringing um i think uh, craig is crying um yes. <laughs> happy is it happy happy to you so she hasn't gone up okay she hasn't gone up okay so um with regards to adoption um, just because now, you know, we think, okay, like, you know, it's like the mass adoption, like, you know, the institutional institutions and, you know, like the big, big players now could come in, but we are saying, okay, look, sharding is not there yet. And there are a couple of other, you know, bits that needs to be happened. They're not there. So, um, from what I am seeing is rather than waiting for them to come, come and then start developing your platforms. I think a lot of these companies should start looking now because those, you know, features uh, will be getting implemented, you know, within months, as we know, you know, to trial a platform, to work the platform, go through the test phase and really understand whether uh, a project needs a blockchain. We have to go through some of those things as well. And I think, you know, um, what is your take on, if you start from you first, Mohammed? what is your take on, uh, what is your advice uh, to institutions or the businesses uh, think of maybe B2B or B2C? Uh, we already know that it's happening in B2C with regards to NFTs, <laughs> but in the uh, B2B, uh, what, what, what would it happen really uh, to the B2B space? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that, as I mentioned earlier, uh, that would be a huge opportunity for institutions to get on board, to join the Web3, you know, community. And I think that most of them, actually a lot of them are keeping eye on it to see what is going on actually and what would the result of this myth because everyone is talking about it. Mm -hmm. And then, but I do have the concerns that Maureen has also the the problem of censorship and everything yeah. related to this one. But yeah. bearing in mind, we we you know uh, <clears throat> we are human, so and we are <laughs> we're smart enough that when we when we feel like it's going to be um, it's going to be censorship, there is going to be kind of you know uh, different or or, or hidden, you know, dictatorship dictates to the rest of the network, yeah. again, something new would come up, mm. like Bitcoin itself. So why we have Bitcoin itself in the first place? So yeah. because people think that, okay, we we are done with you. We don't want any central node to control us. We want a decentralized network, okay? Now we are on a good path of getting more and more experienced in this, you know, space. And then we don't know, we actually don't know what, what, what is uh, going to be uh, going to happen in this network after, after this match. But even when you feel that there's a censorship, there is kind of, you know, big brother watching all of us, uh, there would be another spaces. So and migration and I'm a big fan of these kind of, you know, migration to new platforms. Yes. And with, with you know, and um, what I what I'm what I see here is that another experience in terms of, you know, uh, 
optimization and te technical optimization and technical efficiency, then having these experience, we can migrate to a completely new space. And because we all want it to be the digital, you know, realm to be kind of democratized, to yes. be democratized. And yeah, that's so, look at it and just, just consider it as another experience in this path. Yeah. That's Thank what you. I see. Yeah. Thank you, Omar. What about Craig? What is your take on the um, you know the merge like for institutions, right? What what is what 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 do you think? Like you know, should they start now? Should they wait for it, or do they wait for the sharding, or should they take the opportunity? You know, there's only few people getting on board on the Web three blockchain space. Um, some people don't know what they don't know, but what is what when is the time? What even, is the... even waiting for the merge, waiting until we've got sharding or anything of like that, it's pretty much gonna make very little difference to the actual core of the application, how any application function. Mm -hmm. It may make it cheaper and therefore lower the barriers for entry for consumers. Yes. But you wanna be ready to do that mm. as soon as that comes in. Mm-hmm. So I, I think anybody that is even considering or, or has, you know, a use case for blockchain yeah. should at least be investigating whether it's beneficial to them yeah. in their current business model right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when you say investigating, it's more like saying, do your own research, right? DIY or R, right? Right. Yeah, right? Talk to somebody that knows, talk to us. It doesn't yeah. really matter. But look, look, we know, as you, as you touched on, not everything needs blockchain. Yes. We're not saying everything yep. should be crammed into the blockchain, but it has some, some really unique, um, and I say unique, that's not to say that they're limited, mm -hmm. but it has some, some really good qualities that it can bring to help businesses in, in their current yeah. endeavors. Off to you, Charlie. Um, so for me, I'd say yes, and someone who I've, I watch every now and again would be Kevin O'Leary. Yep. Mr. Wonderful Shark Tank. He's um, pushing forward in America to bring, he's working on one thing at the moment and that's to bring forth regulation into stable coins and legislation for international settlements. And mm -hmm. that's his main goal at the yeah. moment. Yeah. And he loves a DeFi with earning interest, decentralized mm -hmm. finance, 10%. Um, He's getting involved in that and he's done his risk assessment and worked on that and he's got a percentage in his investment companies where they're holding Ethereum for that exact reason. And at the moment, he's just pushing forth with um, legislation and regulation around stable coins as they're a far better, better settlement tool than what the banking system is mm. using today. Cool. All right. So it's a, so it's a good thing for uh, yeah. businesses to get involved. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, that's not, that's not even the business process themselves. It might no. be an offshoot, as we were saying. Yes. Off to you, Maureen. What is your take on this? I think to answer the question directly, when, when you ask about Web3 and what's happening, I think it's really important for, um, for us to get that separation between crypto and blockchain. I think there's still so many use cases. Like, the best use case... For blockchain, they haven't even come up with it yet. Yeah. So if you're not in this space now and you're not working towards being a part of this technology and you're not adapting, if you don't adapt, you die, mm -hmm. all right, you will fall behind. And I think people should embrace it. Like I think they need to separate cryptocurrencies to the – that's just an application that's built on top of the infrastructure. But there are so many things that we can do with this technology and I think that people should start playing with it. People should start getting familiar with it, like trial and error. You have to be in it to win it. Yeah. So Disrupt yourself before someone yeah, else exactly. disrupts, disrupts you. But again, like, you know, I would like to say, like, you know, a lot of businesses don't know what they don't know, right? Mm. So, you know, in the 90s, like, you know, we heard, like, you know, when we were talking about, uh, you know, I don't know, not even the 90s, maybe 2000s, you know, like doing online shopping. There were people like, you know, like not happy to put their credit card details or any of that, right? And then... What about the Y2K? Do you remember Y2K. that? Y2K. When everyone like freaked out, they shut down, yeah. they thought like, what's going to happen when the 
the clock ticks over. I think people don't fly. Like, like yeah. it was, you know, because people are just afraid. It's human nature to fear what you don't know and to don't understand. Yeah, 100%. So, diverse Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's, um, and there's, um, you know, and I all, and I, I say that, I, and obviously I heard from somewhere else, like, you know, um, that you don't have to know the technology to embrace it, yeah. mm. right? Uh, because, I mean, we do that every single day. Um, I use it, I say, you know, I drive the car, but I have no idea what's inside it, how, how, is it, how does it operate, but I still drive the car. That's definitely valid to me. I have right? no idea how it works. Exactly, <laughs> apart from Craig and Charlie, right? So, um, so I think it's important for businesses to have a discussion, have a price and then some, you know, and um, when we, you know, spoken to a couple of um, people in the finance sector, uh, actually not a couple of, a few people in that finance sector, um, you know, a couple of people did say that, you know, like, oh, uh, why should we, you know, accept cryptocurrency because we are, we are, it's already working for us, you know, and then for me, I thought of, okay, you know, that's like saying, you know what, uh, why should I go on, on online? when I can put my business on yellow pages, yeah. you know, and I think this space is moving so fast. And um, I think the business owners who are scared to jump, mm. yeah. going to find more difficult moving forward to adjust. But saying that we are still early, there's, there's a, just, you know, just because take, something works today, doesn't mean it's going to work tomorrow or the week after, hmm. like what's good now if you're not moving in the same direction that everything else is moving and you go back, like to stand still is actually to go backwards. Go back. So, and you know, uh, Ethereum is moving forward. It was working fine, but I think there's always, you know, you, what you can do is you can always improve. Mm. So, um, so uh, Ethereum merge, you know, it's happening. Um, and, you know, just crossed uh, tomorrow is the uh, big day. Um, while, you, yeah. So just really quickly, just do remember that this is only the first yeah. of several coming steps. So it's like what you're saying is it's a, it's a foundation for the house. Yeah. And then the house gets built on it and then you get the, you know, Absolutely. everything else. So, yeah. um, but without this merge, nothing can be done. That's correct. Right. Put in the second story on an old house. Yeah. Yeah. Single story yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. Um, what we'll do is, um, I think I think we should have a go live with the uh, whole party. merge, merge party, party? Yeah. merge party. party. I think, uh, 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 Mohammed, maybe you can join us. Uh, maybe not physically, maybe remotely. Um, and um, you know, uh, I think we should have a, like a fusion, uh, fusion party. It's gonna be good. Um, but I think uh, it, it's so good to be uh, part of this journey, right? Mm -hmm. All of us are like in this. And you can always look back and say, like, look, this is what the, uh, you know, um, proof of work and now it's proof of stake. And mm -hmm. a lot of people are in it. And when I say a lot of people, we are still a so tiny, tiny number of people. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's the reason why we are doing this podcast is to make people understand, um, look, everything's changing, constantly changing. It's no one was born experts at it, but you can't just become an expert unless you go through these learnings. Yeah. You know? Um, and whoever goes to the wall first is going to end up with the cuts and bruises, but you know, um, but it's going to be good because they'll know which wall to go through next, you know, yeah. <laughs> what to look out for. But you know, I think that's important for us to you know, um, keep on doing things rather than not. So, Absolutely. any any points from you guys? Any Anything else you're going to talk about? Uh, if not, yes, great. I would just like to say thank you to Mohammed, yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mohammed. Thank you, uh, thank you for having me. Thank you, you are welcome. Um, I know that we are building some uh, really cool uh, products, um, Mohammed, and uh, I am so excited uh, to um, really. Um, we can't wait. We're going to be at the this weekend. Yes. Where are we? Crypto convention. And then we're going to be at the, Yeah. So we're going to be crypto at the uh, crypto convention um, this weekend. Um, and we would love to, you know, um, you know, uh, talk to you guys and come and come and talk to us about, you know, what your ideas and things like that. We and have, we would be, are we going to have like a booth? Uh, yes. So yeah. we'll be at, uh, 20, uh, we're going to be with, uh, so, 
is going to be with one of our uh, partner companies over there. And um, yeah, so we would be we're super excited. And also, uh, just to drop um, an alpha, um, we're going to do um, something cool uh, during the uh, CryptoCon uh, venture time. And uh, yeah, so we'll see that we'll be there uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, both That's days. Um, it's going to be an awesome time and looking forward to seeing everyone. Thank you, Cozy. Cool. cool. Thank you, guys. Bye. See you, guys. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe.